0: Hello, welcome to Feed Play Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. When I was pregnant, one of my sister's friends, who was a father already, said not to worry about labor, that everything that comes after is the hard stuff. Now, I didn't take this too well. It was okay for him, I thought. He didn't have to go through labour. No matter how many prenatal classes you do, the actual experience of labour can't be explained. And that's what frightened me the most. How would I cope with the pain? Edwina Sharrick is a registered nurse and midwife and founder of online antenatal classes Birthbeat. She's very familiar with the fears of pregnant mothers, so we're going to talk through the main ones and try to dispel some of that fear. Hi, Edwina. How are you? Hey, Siobhan. I'm really well. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, in my um, antenatal group uh, that actually became my mother's group and are still my friends today... Um, I had the feeling that I was the only one who was literally terrified of labor. So when you, you know, when they play those videos and they show you how women are giving birth and we had this beautiful video of all these women doing water births and afterwards everyone felt very confident. I didn't. Was I a freak of nature that I was so concerned or do you hear that fear often? Let's
1: take a step back. I think the experience around pregnancy, labour and birth is so vast that there is no normal. There is no, you can't (laughs) say, oh, that woman, you know, she looks like she's got it all going on because she seems calm and relaxed and I want to be there. Because it's like saying, it's the spectrum of personalities. It's it's so vast. Everyone's going to approach everything in a very different way. Mm -hmm. So that's like my first thing. I also, I will secondly say, you are probably being the
0: most honest
1: in that <laughs> class. <laughs> so,
0: Or pessimistic. They are very, well, they're a very optimistic bunch of ladies.
1: Right. Um, or or maybe, maybe what they were outwardly displaying was not their true feeling. Right. But what I will say is getting to that place of confidence and empowerment and well-educated should be the goal. Of all childbirth educators and midwives, mm-hmm. so I think obviously you went to very good classes and that's a great thing that 's my first thing get good childbirth education that 's the first step to removing that fear and feeling empowered and then if you 've done your class and you you know you've, you don't feel empowered you 've got some more work to do that 's kind of what i what I let my women know in birthbeat. i can 't pretend that i'm going to empower every single person with a cookie cutter approach so that's why we make sure that we cover all types of education so that everybody walks away feeling like they're really well educated so there might have just been one thing for you that you're like yeah but I don't still understand this or I've got this one little hook that still scares me but it's important to discuss that with your midlife and then you will be ready to move forward.
0: Here's the tricky thing though like I think the thing that's made me the most frightened was the unknowability of it that nobody could actually say as you mentioned there's a whole spectrum of experience nobody could actually say to me this is what it this is what you can compare it to this is what you so I was thinking am I going to be able to cope with the pain I don't know because I've never been in that position before I mean is that a fear that you can dispel when it's such an unknowable thing
1: Not really, and then again, it comes down to your educator and who you're working with and identifying, and I'm going to make an assumption here, Siobhan. Yes. You're quite an A-type personality.
0: (laughs) Good assumption (laughs) to make.
1: You you may have people in the office now laughing, um, and control and Mm -hmm. feeling organised and knowing what to expect is really important to you.
0: How do you know this? We've only (laughs) had a few interviews. You're inside my head.
1: (laughs) Well, and this is the thing. I take women in birth into their own heads so that they can truly prepare for birth it's not just about standing up and teaching a class it's how do you address that because then the, you know, spoiler alert to all the pregnant women out there it's not just about labour and birth being a mother you are not always going to be in control so <laughs> or, ever. Identify, <laughs> or, ever, or ever and identifying that now is actually a gift So we work out strategies with those women about, okay, yeah, you're right. I can't tell you what it's going to look like. What I can tell you is this, this and this. You know, this is science. This is evidence-based. That's everything that we base it on in birth speed. And then a big but, I can't tell you what your experience is going to look like. Any childbirth educator that says they can tell you isn't telling you the truth.
0: Yeah. And so that um, what you're saying there is that knowing your own personality and knowing what your your personality type is. So, for example, what you mentioned with me is spot on. It's then going, okay, I do like to be in control. I like to have everything organized. And so then you'd go to your antenatal educator and say, this is how I'm feeling. How can I cope mm. with birth with this mindset? That's so, right. So moving on from there, what would you have said to me? <laughs> If I was in your antenatal class and I came to you and went, okay, I'm freaking out. I'm not sure if, um, you know, and then you identified my personality type. What would you say back to me?
1: So we set, and again, we set homework for all our birth date mums. So online, they have to practice for a week and identify. So I'm going to run through a little exercise because I know that we probably have a lot of people listening who are either thinking about being pregnant, have been pregnant before or are currently pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you really need to listen to this exercise clearly. I want you to think about one thing that you do every week. It might be that you have to get up and make the bed or you like to have your meal planning done and know what you're cooking for dinner prior to leaving for work. Um, Just really, and and if there's dads listening or dads-to-be listening as well, what's the one thing that you like to do every day? And it might be going to the gym or speaking to someone. like Just whatever it is, think of what that one thing is now. Mm -hmm. Now, your homework is for the next 10 days,
0: don't do it.
1: (laughs) Now, here's the next thing. Don't change that now because everyone who's listening has just gone, oh, actually, I'm going to change this
0: to something else. (laughs) Something that I don't mind missing for 10 days.
1: Exactly. No, stick to that first thought that came into your mind and see how that makes you feel. Okay, Mm -hmm. so some people, it may make you feel a bit anxious. It may make you feel unsettled. It may make you feel like you're not in control. It's important to identify those feelings in pregnancy so that then you have some coping strategies to say, I'm not in control, but that's okay. How am I going to make myself feel better about this situation? That's so so interesting. It's so interesting but so much around preparing for birth is not just the midwife standing there and saying to you, this is what labour looks like. I I don't, I'm going to say, and I know this is pretty controversial, we don't show any birth videos in BirthBeat.
0: I quite like that. (laughs) And and that's that's
1: not just, you know, that's not a lighthearted decision. It's because it doesn't benefit you. You need to know how you are going to approach birth and how that's gonna make you feel, what it looks, sounds and feels like. Or like we absolutely show you what it is and we go through the very practical, these are the stages of labor, these are your pain relief options, this is what labor stages look like. But you need to understand what that looks like physiologically and mentally. Watching it in a video doesn't deliver that for
0: you. Mm. Um, so it's it's much more in depth. And it, look that that seems like an approach that would kind of cover off any sort of fear that um, an expecting mother might have, when we were talking about this in the office, one of my colleagues mentioned that most of her friends were most afraid of pooing in front of other people, which had never crossed my mind before. Um, Is that something you come across with your mothers and do you use the same approach you just explained them to help them be okay with that?
1: I talk about this. I think this is the, probably one of the number one things that I'm asked anti Natalie, but nobody asks it in front of other women. know, yeah, we have, when you join <laughs> BirthBeat, we have a closed Facebook group mm-hmm. and people will always ask me in direct messenger or in emails, but that's something that really concerns them. So I now just blanketly, we have a whole section in the video online course around doing a poo.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is the thing. It's a really interesting and unique thing. Since you were 18 months old or two years old, you were told to go to the bathroom and it's something that smells and it's private and, it's you know, we don't talk about it publicly. It's not a socially accepted thing to talk about. Mm. You get pregnant, you grow human life, and then you go into this birth situation. And the one time in your adult life, potentially a stranger, if you're, you know, some, you may not have met a midwife before. You might not have, be lucky enough to have an established relationship. And they look at you and they say, after you've experienced maybe eight to 10 hours of hard work, imagine I then say to you, okay, Shimon, now push into your bottom like you're doing a really big poo. It's shocking. Like it's you can't get your head around that. You sort of think, what? <laughs> and I will tell you about 80% of women will do a poo. I can't prepare women any more than to say that is a fact. You need to prepare for it. You need to understand physiologically, to understand where baby's head is moving down inside of you and your body telling you to do that is the urge that you are about to meet your baby. So it's changing that mindset again around it. Like This is a positive thing. This is the end stage. You're about to cross the finish line. But it's just accepting the fact that, yes, that may happen and that's okay. There's nothing more, really, than we can do. But what I will say to the birth support people, don't point it out. (laughs) Midwives and institutions are very discreet. The woman will hardly notice, even if she does do a poo, you will hardly notice it. The majority of women never even know that they have. Plus, prior to going into labour, sometimes you have a little bit of gastro, a little bit of vomiting or diarrhoea. That's the body's really clever way of just cleaning everything out, ready to go. Do
0: you know what? I was going to say that I, it wasn't a concern of mine. I didn't even think about it, but I cannot remember whether I did or not. I, and I don't think yeah. I'm going to ask my husband either. Not now. <laughs> too long ago. And
1: do you know what? The reality is you probably did, but this also shows of what a non it is. But annoying. it's the fear and not having the education that can actually stall your labour if you don't give in to the process.
0: Mm. um now another thing that came up in the discussion was my sister-in-law was really really very concerned about tearing her perineum and Mm -hmm. um again it it wasn't something I worried about Um, for me I was just happy to have the baby (laughs) I thought by that point I'd just be happy with however my baby was born um but tears are a big concern aren't they
1: they really are, and um, I think that again, social media has a lot to answer for. Where there is a lot of discussion that's not evidence based, and that frustrates me. You know, I think that we need to we need to be realistic around what does the evidence and the research say, and set women up for a realistic expect- expectation around birth. So there is stuff that you can do to decrease your chances of tearing. And that is shared in childbirth education. So, again, it's about education. You know, like it's, it's, that is what is empowering. That is going to be what makes you have a better birth experience. Remember, we can't say what your birth experience is going to be, but we can give you a heck of a lot of tools so that it's a better birth experience. We know now, and um, I, I remember actually I did a great podcast with you guys a while ago, if anyone can find out how to get back to that, with Heba Shaheed, From the pelvic expert, we know that having an active upright labour, so not lying flat on our back pushing uphill, we know that that is going to decrease our perineal trauma. Not pushing until you're fully dilated. We know that that has an impact on our perineal trauma. Encouraging people, and I will say that there's not a heck of a lot of evidence around this, but I hear a lot of anecdotal, so a lot of women telling me that it's improved their experience with perineal massage and we actually have tools now such as an epi so that's just a product and a brand of a perineal dilator which and again you need to speak to your care providers before you use that but that helps stretch that perineum but it's the biggest thing is kind of understanding physiologically what's going on inside of your body that you've got all these wonderful hormones, that your body is built to do this and really trusting it. Because if you are feeling stressed in labour, that's when you're going to have a longer, more uncomfortable labour.
0: Have I missed out anything that you do hear women worry about? I think, um, I think you briefly touched on it at the
1: beginning. So many women worry about coping with the pain. They really, that scares them. What am I going to look like? What am I going to sound like? Am I going to swear or am I going to make a lot of noise? And again, the biggest thing is doing really good childbirth education and knowing what all your options are so that you've got that in your mind and it will alleviate the fear. Like I have so many women that do birth. I had a dad the other day and um, we do a full epidural exercise to show what an epidural looks like and what the process is so that women can make informed, empowered decisions around what their pain relief options are. And this dad, the woman wrote to me and sent me an email saying that her partner had said, I thought it was a tablet. And I was like, why wouldn't you just take the tablet? (laughs) Take the epidural tablet. (laughs) Oh, bless. (laughs) I know, I know. And I was like, this is why we do childbirth classes. Um, So it's not so much, it's, it's a lot of people that might have that fear until they do childbirth classes, and then those classes will alleviate those fears.
0: And I must um, add here, if you haven't heard from Edwina before, Edwina's course is online. So if you don't feel comfortable doing these sorts of classes around other people, you can't get to one in your local area, any of those reasons, you can find BirthBeat online. Um, Do you want to give us the website now, Edwina?
1: Yeah, absolutely, Siobhan. So it's just www.birthbeat.com.au. We also put out a heap of free content in our weekly newsletter and on social media. So I realized that maybe not everybody wants to do a full paid course, but there's a heap of free content. And where we're seeing lots of mums is they want to have a better birth experience. So they may have had their first baby and really didn't feel like they were well prepared for that. So then they can do it at the convenience of, you know, during nap time or in the evenings with their partners and things like that. So we and really are. you forget are by the time you go everyone. back. Well, it's nice to just get your head
0: back in the game. Absolutely, Edwina. Well, you've definitely started that process for anyone who's um, having a baby now. Thank you so much for speaking with us.
1: My absolute pleasure.
0: That was registered nurse and midwife Edwina Sharrick. She's the founder of BirthBeat. We just mentioned that there. It's an online site. It's changing the way people access antenatal classes. We'll put a link to it on our website. And just going back to the podcast that Edwina mentioned that she's done with babyology, it's called Bellies, Bits and Babies with uh, pelvic floor expert Heba Shahid. And you'll find that wherever you get your podcasts. That name again is Bellies, Bits and Babies. Next time on Feed, Play, Love, we're talking to early learning educator Anthony Saman about discipline. You don't learn when you're scared. You don't learn when you're being threatened. So all those strategies under the guise of discipline don't actually work. They're just counterproductive. And he's got tips on how to do it well. This podcast is produced by Elise Cooper. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you'll join me for the next episode of Feed, Play, Love.